0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the New Earth Mavens podcast. I'm your host, Fanny, and today I want to talk about the power of words, and not just the words that people say to you or that you read, but particularly the words that we say to ourselves. Words have held a lot of power since the beginning of time, and that's indicated by some of the great speeches that we've heard. Martin Luther King Jr., JFK, George Washington, a hostful of Greek philosophers. There's been a lot. And if you look them up, you'll see that the words that were said and the way they were composed and the way it was said is what made it so powerful. We live in a world where the meanings of words that we've always known are being changed, mostly to suit agendas. In the last 30 years, Our vocabulary has grown exponentially. If you're older, it seemed like words really didn't change for a good part of our lives until maybe the last 20 years, and then all of a sudden they started changing. In September, Merriam-Webster added another 370 words. They do it four times a year, words like supply chain, metaverse, virtue signaling, vacay, Bingeable, hangry. Yeah, those are all really familiar words, right? They become so familiar, so part of our mainstream culture, that now it's in Merriam Webster's dictionary. Let's start with some fun things first, like anagrams. Anagram is a word that has a specific set of letters that, when rearranged, make a whole different word. But what I noticed about some of these anagrams is that they were relatable or even opposite but somehow connected. For example, listen and silent. Meat and tears. My favorite Satan and Santa. Those are really opposites. Cares and scare. Pride and fired might not seem relatable, but somebody might have got fried and then got fired for being fried. So I could see that. Let's check into how people use words for the not so good. Gaslighting, where somebody intentionally denies you the reality of your experience, of your words, of your viewpoint, of what you know to be true, to make you feel confused, doubt yourself and to back away from whatever it is that made them feel they had to gaslight you. It used to just be associated with narcissists, but it's completely done in the mainstream now. Doesn't matter if it's political or the education system, the health system, they're all doing it, all gaslighting. Another way people use words with malicious intent is manipulation, and that certainly is happening. All of these things, gaslighting, manipulation, they're all part of the playbook. Everywhere you turn, someone is trying to manipulate you into doing something that they want you to do, into buying something, into believing something. And the harder you are to manipulate, the harder they're going to go at it. So you always know when someone's manipulating you, if you don't have great instincts, is because they're really in your face with it. Then you know they've got something going on that's not good. Everything that you see on television Even in the movies, they're all carefully scripted to make you think and feel a certain way about things. The mainstream media, they're not about journalism anymore. They're about activism. They're about propaganda. And that's not even an opinion. It's an actual thing. They don't call it television programming for nothing. We've believed it. We were programmed to believe everything they say. Politicians, teachers, priests, just trust what comes out of their mouth. We know where they'll get you now, don't we? we know better. And when you know better, get do better. And words, just like the thoughts that create them are energy. We've talked about this. So for example, if you're upset with someone on social media, you really had no problem getting into a good conflict with somebody. We were armchair warriors. It was the thing to do. And it was like, we got to use a tool that we hadn't used before. We got to find out about ourselves by the kind of things we said, for the things we stood up for, the things we defended. But what I noticed is that when I would have conflict with someone and it was always about something I felt was really important, as we all do, I noticed a couple of days later, I would still be thinking about it like I was attached to it. And I realized that when you send something out like that, there is an energetic attachment to it. It's like a hook. And it hooks into the person that you're having the argument with. And I know you've noticed this, where you've decided not to get into something with someone because it just wasn't worth it and you just got on with your day. And then there's other times when you get into it with somebody and you can't shake it. It zings you. Well, that's an energetic attachment. And I think many of us realize that it just didn't feel good. be in conflict with people because it didn't seem natural to us. I want you to think about the times that you've done that. I know we all have. If you're listening to this, chances are you stand up for what's right. So pay attention to that. See if that has the effect I'm talking about. Because I could be wrong, but I don't think so. And sometimes people will say something to us that triggers us. In fact, there's quite a big movement to get people to not say things that could upset another person, and that has really messed with free speech. Triggers are our gift. They point out exactly where you need healing. Exactly. It's not a bunch of nebulous thoughts, oh, I'm feeling bad, I'm a this, I'm a that, and they say this and that. No, it shows you exactly What happened, and probably when you were a kid, that made you so sensitive about those kind of comments. Then there's also people who do want to hurt you intentionally. You're having an argument or conflict. You're speaking your truth. There's no intent of harming anyone, and they know they're wrong. And so what they do is hurt you. And that should tell you a lot about them, especially the things they say. And we find ourselves in. All sorts of emotional and mental states because of how we interpret the words we hear. Because it's the interpretation that really means everything, doesn't it? When it's all said and done, somebody can say something that can completely trigger someone. And the same thing said to someone else doesn't bother them. Because the person that's not bothered is either healed or hasn't been injured. But if you feel shitty about yourself, pretty much... Everything somebody says will be interpreted in a way that confirms to you whatever it is you're thinking that makes you feel shitty. Your outside world reflects your inside world. What's going on within you? Always. It's always happening. It's not how the world feels about you. Another thing with words is when someone is talking to you and the energy that you're feeling from them don't match at all. That's always a red flag for me. A lot of times it's just manipulation. It's easy to tell because energy has resonance. And you just kick in your intuition a little bit and you'll be able to tell. You'll be able to know that what the person's saying and the energy with which they're saying it do not match. But I think the most important words that you will ever speak, the ones that have the greatest impact, are the ones you speak. To yourself. What you say to yourself can make or break the way you perceive your world and your relationships, your career, the quality of your health, and your basic enjoyment of life. And the things that we say to ourselves can be so, so much worse than something someone else could say. In fact, you know it's true. We're always so worried about what somebody else might be thinking or saying about us but there's no way it can even come close to the stuff we say about ourselves and to ourselves there's words that can really stop us in our tracks words like i can't or should the should words the woulda coulda shouldas they don't lift right they just they just break apart I'd like to touch base on another way of communicating words, and that is through telepathy. They are words, pure, true words. I remember having telepathy with my disabled sister. It seemed so natural. I thought everyone could do it until they told me. I was probably imagining it. I know it wasn't. And look at couples who've been together for a while. They can finish each other's sentences They often know what the other's thinking. And what about twins and triplets? There's lots of those these days. Eventually, we are going to be able to be telepathic. Now, whether that's going to be through a neural mesh, the kind that Elon Musk talks about, because he said if we all had the neural mesh, the neural link that will link our brains to technology, we will have telepathy. But I also think we are capable of developing it ourselves if we only realize and we're told of our incredible capabilities as humans. In school, we talk about spelling. That's the power of words. When you spell, you are spelling when you spell. When you create words, you can create a spell. And curse words, well, they've translated to swearing. I think after all of these years, Maybe because they want you to think that cursing isn't a thing, but it is. And swearing, well, they say that intelligent people swear. I think because they're so confident with what they know, they just let whatever roll off them. And people who want to impress, curate their words, so oh, they seem smart. Does that make any sense? And sometimes we hear words that, whether it's in a book or something we listen to, It can completely change our lives, completely shift us into a whole new place. When the universe wants us to know something, I think we're led to certain words, phrases. When I'm in a bookstore, I'm always led to the book I need. And sometimes there's only one phrase in it, but makes it totally worth it. I think the words, though, that hold the most power, I mean, we could say words of love, but that would be the feeling, right? I think love is a verb, but the most powerful words are words of truth. Truth has resonance and a very high vibration. Now you've heard people say, oh, there's no truth. There's only perception. Well, they're full of shit because there is very much truth. Truth is truth. doesn't matter who's saying it. It's the truth. And perception is how you see the truth. Based on your filters of how you're raised, your programming, your insecurities, all of your filters that you look through every time you see or hear something. So perception is built on sand, but truth is built on solid foundation and you have complete control over it. That's the beauty of it. What you say to yourself can make or break the way you perceive your whole world, your relationships, your career, your quality of health, basic enjoyment of life. Reading's great. Reading's awesome. It increases your vocabulary. It really feeds your imagination, which has been taken terrible pummeling lately. And it gives you a break. You get to go someplace completely different. Really, anywhere you want. You pick the book. It's a lovely diversion from life. And I think we can all use that now and again, don't you? And when you're manifesting, you got to have the right words for that as well. You got to be really specific and positive. You got to know you deserve it. If you don't believe that, nothing's going to happen there. And you got to be grateful. Write it down. You know, the vision board, the, the pictures, all of that stuff, But words when you're manifesting, is super, super important. And affirmations, good old affirmations, stick them on your mirror, stick them on your computer, whatever. There's a lot of great affirmations out there and you can pick the one that works for you. But when you say it enough times, it's going to start imprinting into your mind. It'll make a neural pathway that will make it a normal way of thinking. And the negative way you used to think will be no more. It's the beauty of affirmations. You just got to keep repeating them. And one of the most important things we can do as a human regarding words is to keep ours. Keep your word. When you give your word, keep it, no matter what. It's usually been a thing for men for some reason, but hey, if you need to give your word for something, it means somebody's counting on you. It's about integrity. It's about trust. Make no promises, break no promises. Something someone told me long ago. A word is like a promise when you give your word. And when you break it, you feel it inside. You might think it's nothing, but it will create energetic problems for you within. And it may not be an ache and a pain, but you're going to dislike yourself a little bit more. You're going to be quick to criticize yourself a little bit faster. Don't let yourself down. And that goes for so many things regarding that, but don't let yourself down. Keep your word to yourself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. Because we all know how shitty we feel when we don't. But don't forget to have compassion with yourself too. Just like you would for someone you really cared about. That's just finding their way. You'd be really kind, right? Well, you got to do that for you too. That's so, so important. And if you're not having compassion with yourself, chances are you're giving yourself bad messages too. Just observe, don't judge. I heard a great saying the other day, the words we speak become the house we live in. Well, that's all I have for you today, my friends. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it gave you some nourishing food for thought about the power of words they can create and they can destroy. You can catch me on my website, newearthmavens.com, and also on Instagram at newearthmavens. So until next time, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye for now.